Hey Boneheads, I'll keep this mercifully quick. Big episode ahead. After this, there's only two episodes left. Please check up on our social media at OnAsphaltBones on Instagram and Twitter for updates about the production, as these will be monoliths of episodes to get out, and may take a bit longer. Content warnings are in the show notes, and include police, guns, including sound effects, body horror, including sound effects, abduction, cults, death of main characters, and suicidal intent. All that being said, enjoy the episode, lest it enjoys you instead. It's that... Can I say... Can I say that? Incident Report Regarding abductions and sacrifices, cult-like activities. Date of incident, 9 months, 18 days post-judgment. Report given in audio form. See Object 1A. A recorder. I suppose I just... That... thing. It took them. It made them part of it. It's... thing. It turned them on the spot. I came back. Came back as soon as I could. Just... We need to go back. We need to save them. We need to... We have to do something. But I should, I should explain myself. Next of kin and all that. Um, the eye appeared in the sky, what, two and a half weeks ago? Yes, most things orbiting the Earth must have been burned up on the spot, landing in its ring of fire. And since then we've had no internet, no satellites. I wonder how the folks in the ISS are doing. Better than us, I bet. The weird part is, what we didn't lose just kept going. The grid in order and this whole satellite problem really saved the radio industry. So that's all we do a lot of the time. These days, nobody really leaves their homes unless they have to. So we've been more or less crime free. Cops just aren't what they used to be anymore. So I've taken to listening to a lot more radio. There's not much good stuff out there. A lot of it's pretty crap, to be honest. All these new homebrew stations, they started popping up all over the place and the tastes of the broadcasters have been... interesting, to say the least. There's this one guy I liked, he used to archive stuff from all over the internet, and now he just bootlegs old content from before. Yeah. There's this one show I've been liking, The Madness Archives it's called. Kind of funny how it's so much like life nowadays. Anyway. I was fiddling with the radio a week ago when I landed on 111MAC. I'd just been flicking between numbers and I landed on this channel that's just... wrong. I noticed that there was some interesting stuff out there, but this... this is different. Freaky. Weird. Wrong. Just this one person, this one voice, sat there saying the same word over and over creeped me out, to be honest. They were so... inhuman. So flat. Just the same word in the same tone. Ineffable. 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 Ugh. You get the idea. I usually would have ignored it, brushed it off as some creepy one-off thing, told myself it was my imagination, something kind of weird that happened, never to be thought about again. Yeah. I mean... 
with everything else that's going on, it was hardly the weirdest thing that I experienced, so yeah, I wouldn't have thought much about it. But it just kept coming up. I did the clock showing 111, the date was 11 days post-judgment, and the radio kept flicking to 111MHC. It got to me eventually, and I got a friend out in the force to help me look into it, maybe find its source. It's not like we were doing any real police work, so instead we set to work triangulating the signal. It didn't take long when it came down to it, and we set off to find the source of the message. We came upon it easily enough, a decrepit warehouse, far removed from any nearby industrial estate, perfectly conspicuous. Enough that it seemed too obvious. Nobody responded to our knocks or the subsequent cry of Police! Open up! So we barged in. The whole place was empty, barren but for a radio transmitter in the centre and behind that, a person. Tied to a chair, they didn't notice us despite our loud entrance. As we moved closer, clinging to the shadows, they didn't react at all. As we drew nearer and nearer, it became clear we'd found our person. They were catatonic, completely unaware of the world around them, yet speaking calmly into a microphone. Ineffable. 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 This bugged me. Rightfully so. We'd gone to all the effort to find them, and they just sit there, blank-faced, not even looking at us. Something must have come over me. Next I know, the radio was shattered and the batteries were rolling across the ground. Even this didn't stop them from their chant. So in the end, we just left them. They were dead weight, and I didn't want to fill out the paperwork for a conviction. Headed back to the precinct to do... Well, nothing much, really. A day or so went by relatively normal. My colleague and I didn't discuss the radio or the captive. I honestly don't think they cared, and I was still... Captivated. I kept seeing the number everywhere. Case IDs, page numbers, houses, number plates. It was insidious, growing on me like a plague until I was practically infected with the desire to... to know. I checked the frequency again, and I heard another voice, this time more distorted, saying the same thing. Of course, we find the location again. This time it's a cabin, out in the woods, miles from the nearest populated area. We announce ourselves again, in vain. Hey! Let us in! We're police! Inside is fully furnished. Somebody clearly lived there. We split up and we searched the house. I made my way through a long living room, jumping from my skin a little when I saw a stuffed bear head, and following the room around to where it gave way to a staircase. I made my way up, sticking to the less worn sides of the steps tiptoeing quietly up the stairs. As I neared the top of the stairs, I spied our host through a doorway, bound by thick rope to their desk chair, carelessly repeating the word into a microphone. This time we checked the house from top to bottom. Nothing was disturbed and there were no signs of forced entry. Nothing seemed strange about the situation, except for a set of large footprints leading across the grass outside the house. They were flat and nondescript, Nothing we could use as a lead. The cycle repeated itself. The number kept cropping up. Spare change totaling one 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 pounds. Not that money mattered anymore. In barcodes. Music for my guitar. The model number for my computer screen. The way three people looked, stood next to one another. Trinity. Absolute unity in threes. So of course I checked the radio. 
knowing already what I'd hear, more or less. This time, there wasn't just the one voice. Past the noise, I could make out a cacophony of mindless people, all saying the same word. Ineffable. 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 My partner told me. I'm not doing this again, you know. Even in the apocalypse, I have better things to do. One more triangulation. One more location. This time, a library in some small dead town. We knocked and announced ourselves. Police, coming in. And entered without waiting for a response. The whole place looked as though the judgment had never happened. As though it were just a library, with the glaring exception of all the radio equipment. Powerful, high-end stuff that was totally useless without satellites. Even from the entrance we could hear them all. Their voices reverberated all over, surrounding us with noise. Ineffable. Ineffable. We split up, trying to find the source of the noise. I checked the space inhabited by shelves, equipment and off-branching workspaces, while my partner searched by the counter, in the areas usually reserved for library staff. I followed the shelves round, and was overcome by the sensation of passing through a maze, spiralling inwards towards a centre whose contents I was unprepared to see. My pace quickened. I wanted to get this over with, to find an answer. The voices followed me, clinging on the air. Ineffable. Ineffable. I felt the voices rise, crescendo, approach a climax which I approached, nearing what I knew to be the centre of this maze when I heard a cry. Quick! Over here! My trance was broken in an instant, and I sprinted to find my partner. The voices grew louder as I came closer. How could I have thought they were growing louder over there as I moved away from them? I found the source of their cry but didn't see them. I looked around, dazed and panting, when I noticed the hole in the ground, and the ladder leading down, out of sight, and the heat that seemed to radiate from that pit, and the sound, which was almost incomprehensible past the echo. It's still clearly set. Ineffable. Ineffable. I quickly descended. It was not as deep a hole as it looked, and as my feet hit the bottom I heard my partner's voice. There you are. I was- <coughs> Something lurched from the darkness and grabbed their head, staring them in the eyes, while behind them hundreds of blank faces gazed onwards, not loose enough to stare or offer help, simply repeating that word. Ineffable. I saw them squirming, hopelessly outmatched against that... that... creature. As blood began to drip from their ears, falling to the ground tantalizingly slowly, and blending with a tremendous echo as my partner fell, limp, to the ground, and muttered, only one. Uh, uh, in... ineffable. The creature saw me, but didn't take me. I couldn't do anything but run. I ran and I got away and I'm recording this and, and ten, then I'm leaving. I don't care where to, but I can't let that, that thing find me. I'd rather die. If you listen to this, that word and that number, I don't know what they mean. But keep away from them. Please. Well, that bodes poorly. Some kind of... cult? Dedicated for whatever reason to bringing about the ineff... Uh, the other. Spearheaded by some sort of brain-rotting creature. At this point, it's hardly even a surprise. 
Just the usual, really. I'm curious, though. If my suspicions are correct, if I'm some part of the judgment, that creature and I aren't so different. Opposite sides of a coin, maybe, but still the very same coin. It's a simple model, but if this creature takes the minds of others, bends them in such a way that they're left with, with nothing, that they're devoid of thought, but for what it leaves, that name, and I, I leave everything intact, but implant the thought of compliance. If it destroys, and I do not, and yet we both implant something, I wonder where David lies in that spectrum. Is it his gift that he modifies, perhaps? Destroys nothing, adds nothing, but simply changes what is already there. But then how much can you change something before it becomes something new entirely? Perhaps I'm reading into this too deeply. Besides, I have more pressing concerns. This creature, whatever it is, it's clearly intelligent, more so than most humans. It set up satellite radio equipment, but for what? What is it trying to achieve? Surely the signal's just going to get lost up there or collide with the judge. Oh. I see. Every time the word is spoke, the evil manifests and wreaks a single instance of chaos, a momentary deed of evil. <laughs> so the signals work the same. It's attacking the judgment directly, manifesting within it oh, whatever it is like on the inside. I wonder, if I destroyed the transmitter, then, then what? Surely, sh surely... If the Judgment knows this is going on, it can do its whole destruction thing, solve the problem for itself. Every time the word is spoke, the evil manifests and wreaks a single perfect instance in which evil does as evil sees. Keep that word upon your tongue, lest the Judgment falls. Ineffable! Commence your mind, or slice you like your god. What are you? Don't you recognize my voice? I've been told it's lovely. You're the... You're the officer. From the report. One and the same. <laughs> Hardly. I'm sure you didn't have the teeth in that recording. Oh, I'm just the same as I've always been. Better, in fact. <laughs> Do these things bother you? Do they make you uncomfortable? Do they evoke terror? <laughs> Do they make you fear for your pitiful life? That's fine. I'll just get rid of them. <laughs> There we go. Now, I think I'm supposed to be killing you. Wait, 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 please. Uh, don't... Excuse me? 
I've got some, uh, some questions. Uh, what was this creature that took you? Oh, you're adorable, aren't you? Killing you would be like, like taking candy or perhaps life itself from a baby. <laughs> Answer me. Do you honestly think that works? You sound ridiculous. Answer me! Nope. Who sent you? You idiot. This hardly seems fair. <laughs> it's not. You wouldn't. Go on then. Do it. Shoot me. Kill and maim and tear and break, just like the god you claim to hate, yet to whom all will fall. No. Who sent you? <laughs> what does it matter? I'm interested. You wouldn't shoot me. I'm just, uh, scared, terrified, dying, mutilated person. I'm more human than you'll ever be. Fuck. You. It was going to kill me. It's not human. It, it wasn't human. I... I... I've got no doubts. I think they made that, that thing, the same way that they're attacking the Judgment. God, that's awful. To subject one person to that direct flow of conscience, to force all of the manifestations onto one human, conscious or not, that's horrible. And I think I did it a mercy, ending it quickly. I think I prefer it when the Judgment does the killing, but I'll keep this on me for now. If that's what they're capable of creating, then I... I don't think there's a better time to put an end to this than now, before they make more. I need to go and return some books. They recorded the other ones, they may as well get this one too. Eleven months, twenty-three days post-judgment, on the... Well, the Gregorian calendar was on its way out anyway. I, David Aston, the prophet, had my final prophecy. My God has no further use for me. In this prophecy, I saw the two gods once again, and those who would serve them. The silencer, and the reader. Your servants are 
Well selected, I give you that much. But you, judgment. Your reader is hopelessly outmatched against his silencer. You know that, don't you? I saw how the silencer brings about the ineffable too. It is cruel to break the reader's trust, don't you think? I have a mind to tell them, to spare them of that deceit. The reader must speak the word with the choir in order to bring it forth, and that seems inevitable. As for myself, I don't know to whom I belong. I thought I was yours, but clearly not. You already have a protege. What does it matter? My job is done. Now, let me die. Do it. Go on. I've seen your killings. Spare me one. Unless... Can you kill me? You cannot intervene and kill the silencer or the reader. Even if you wanted. Am I one of them too? <laughs> you can't kill me. Perhaps I'll leave just to spite you. That is my judgment. David Ashton. Silencer. Actually, they've been calling me Vault. And yet you are here to silence me. That... maybe so. Why do you serve it? That... thing? The ineffable? Why the same reason our... inquisitive friend serves the judgment? I was put here on this earth to do exactly that. To serve. But could you defy it? If you tried? I haven't tried. Just put for thought. Your time is running short. I know. Exciting, isn't it? That's not the word I use. Teach their own. If you say so. Wait, can you do your thing on me? I don't know. Ineffable. In ineffable. In ineffable. Huh. Interesting. Perhaps the reader stands a chance. I wouldn't go that far. I'll find a way. Now, places to go, people to be, and all of that. Shame. A waste of good blood.
On Asphalt Bones is a strictly fictional podcast distributed free of charge by the Listless Network under a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike 4.0 international license. This episode was written by Scarlett Foster, with audio engineering by Scarlett Foster, and was directed by Sivan Raz, with executive producers Ilana Rogers and Scarlett. This episode featured performances by Sammy Christiansen as the corrupt officer. Chloe Peterson as the vault. Megan Charlow as the Inquisitor. Alana Rogers as the Taken Officer, with additional voices by Alex Abrahams and Death. And me, Will, as the outro. Hi. For more information, as well as show transcripts and additional content, please check our show notes, follow us on social media at On Asphalt Bones, and check out our website at www.listless.ga. Thank you for listening. And remember, although video killed the radio star, the judgment killed video. History is a cyclical abomination of suffering through which we all must live.